Welcome, precious one. The message you are about to listen to will bless and enlighten you, and we're delighted about this. Ministering is Reverend Elijah, pastor of Christ Glory Ministries. Stay tuned, and God bless you. And so today I want to share something powerful yet brief with us on tenacity in prayer. Glory to God. Tenacity in prayer. Now, as you study the word of God, you come to discover that there are principles, patterns, answers, and explanations that the word of God gives us. Hallelujah. There are different principles you discover in the word of God, different patterns you discover in the word of God, different explanations that the word of God gives us for how life is supposed to be, how we are supposed to carry ourselves, and how we are supposed to live. Praise God. And I want us to note that when man was created, made by God, there are two things that were a part of God's intention concerning man. Hallelujah. Man was made by God. And so those two things that were going to be the things that God was going to be responsible for or involved in a man's life were number one, man was made to be taught by God. And number two, man was made to be trained by God. Because when you have a child, you have those two responsibilities to teach and to train. Amen. To teach and to train. And so, man was to be taught by God how he's supposed to live, how he's supposed to be, how he's supposed to function. And man was to be trained by God. Hallelujah. This is the reason why the word of God declares to us, Jesus said in Matthew 4 verse 4, he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Hallelujah. It says, man shall not live. It's talking about life. Not just sustenance, but living. It says, man not live by bread alone. In other words, life is not just about eating or being alive. Because when you eat, it keeps you alive. You don't eat for a long time, you eventually pass out or die. But he says that man will not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Hallelujah. Let's read that scripture quickly. Matthew 4, verse 4. Are you there? Are you there? Okay, Matthew 4, verse 4. It says, But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. I want to read from a different translation that will bring more clarity. I read from the AU version. It says, But Jesus answered, It is written, A person is not to live by eating bread only, but instead by believing and obeying every statement spoken by God. Amen? 
He says, man is to live instead by believing and obeying every statement spoken by God. Believing and obeying symbolize teaching and training. Glory to God. And so, it tells us a lot. That tells us a lot. And it makes us understand that how man was designed to function is revealed in God's word. I hope you are following. God made man and because God made man, there were two major responsibilities that were supposed to, that you know God was responsible for. One is to teach man, two is to train man. Praise God. Now, on that basis, Jesus Christ reveals to us that man will not live. In fact, that scripture was a quotation, a scripture he was quoting from Deuteronomy. The Bible says that man will not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So if in the beginning, after God made man, he was going to teach man and to train man, and the Bible says that man will not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God, then it stands to show us that the details of man's life and how man is supposed to operate, how man is supposed to function, are found in the word of God. Amen. In other words, the primary education every man needs, the first and primary education he needs is the education from the word of God. Because that is what reveals what kind of being you are, how you are made to operate, how you are made to function. It comes from the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And so, just like a manufactured device, the manufacturer has a manual in it on how the device is supposed to operate. Are you following? And the same thing with man. The maker has a way the made or the creator has a way the creature is to operate. And the details of that are contained in his word. Are you following this? Now, among those details in the, in the word of God or the manual of God is prayer. Which tells us that man is a being or a creature that cannot separate himself from prayer because he was designed to pray. Are you hearing me? You were designed to pray. Say, I was designed to pray. I was designed to pray. I was designed to pray. Hallelujah. We can't negotiate it. There's no amount of explanation that would take that away. We were designed to pray. Praise the Lord. And I I want us to look at something. Before we go into tenacity, I want to share with us about eight or nine reasons why we pray. Hallelujah. About nine reasons why we pray. So, number one. Reasons why we pray. Number one. To deepen our relationship with God. To deepen our relationship with God. Every relationship thrives on the quality time spent together. 
A relationship that lacks quality time spent together one way or the other becomes a starved relationship, eventually dies off. That's why there are some of you, you don't talk to certain high school mates, not because you hate them, not because you fought with them. Nothing. You don't hate them, they don't hate you, no fight, but you don't really have a relationship with them because you guys haven't spoken for about four years, three years, seven years, eight years now. The relationship is dead. Because there's no communication, there's no time spent together. Hallelujah. But one of the reasons why you are so in touch and connected and fond of your mother or your father or your sister or your brothers because you spend virtually your whole life with them. Live in the same house. Eat the same food. Some sleep on the same bed. Even if you fight, after some days you are back together. <laughs> That's what a relationship is. You see? So a relationship that they are not, you know, the person doesn't want any fight in a relationship. Or they think that when the fight happens, it means that we are done. We are no brothers again. You are joking. You wake up the next morning, you will be there. You will also be there. <laughs> I mean, some relationships and some siblings, maybe a boy or a girl or a sister, sister, they can fight through blows. Some will be bleeding. But he's still your brother. <laughs> Amen. Three days' time, he's still your brother. Some can fight and destroy, you know, people's possessions. They would just, I mean, help, help us, skelter. But at the end, they are still in the same family. That's relationship. You see, and because they are forced to spend time together because they're in the same house, the relationship will grow. If it hits a bumpy road, it will come back with time. Hallelujah. So every relationship that lacks quality time spent together will fizzle out. You see, there are people that I was, when I was in university, I used to speak with, I don't speak to them again. The relationship has fizzled out. I don't hate them. They don't hate me. But we just don't communicate. We don't spend time together through communication. So the relationship is off. So the number one reason why we pray is to deepen our relationship with God. You see, when it comes to this, your focus should be more on personal prayer. Why? Because we can all collectively spend time with God as a family. But the truth is that the truth is that when you want to spend time, right, with your you want to have daddy time, some personal time with you and your father. I'm talking fiscally now. Do you go and invite all your friends and say, Oh, come, let's go and spend some time with my father? Do you do that? No. You just go to him, say that, yeah, don't catch you. And I say, be close to you know. Or you just have some some time, you want to hear his experiences, what he's been through. It's just you and him. Are you getting me? It's the same way that Jesus Christ spends time alone. So when you study his prayer life, there were sometimes he prayed with his disciples. But several times you see him praying alone. Why? Because he was with his father. You see? And 
If you want to deepen your relationship with God, you must learn to spend time with God alone. It's not about your perfection. It's not about your excellence. It's not about just learning and practicing. Spending quality time alone with God in prayer and in the word will build your relationship with God. It will deepen your relationship with God. One of the important perspectives and reasons why you must pray is this. Your relationship with God. Because every relationship that lacks quality time spent together can die. And so today what many believers have is a legal relationship with, with, with the Father. Legal. Because they believe in Jesus Christ so it's a legal relationship. But they don't really have that intimate relationship with Him. Hallelujah. Amen. A relationship that will be healthy is a relationship that requires time spent together. Often alone. And it's so serious that when a man is getting married, he is moving from one level of relationship into another. He has been with his parents all his life. But the Bible says that when he is getting married, he is going to leave father and mother and become one with his wife. Are you following this? They become one. It's a relationship. Hallelujah. Psalm 63 verse 1. It says, Early will I seek thee. It's talking about relationship. Number 2. Jesus prayed and was a man of prayer. The second reason why we pray. Jesus prayed. And he was a man of prayer. When you study the Gospels, the various accounts, the words prayer and pray are used at least 25 times in connection to Jesus Christ. All the four apostles in their accounts of him all mention his prayer life. Prayer is that particular thing that was very conversant with Jesus Christ. You see, it was very common and they observed it, they saw it about his life. Hallelujah. They saw it, it was predominant about his life. Especially his personal life. Because his public life and public ministry is open for all to see. But his personal life, his disciples are the, one, the ones who can give us details about it. And majority... A lot of the things they would tell us about his personal life was that he was praying. Few times you sometimes you see that oh he was resting in the in the in the boat. Now nobody would have known. The crowd can't come and tell us. The disciples are the ones who must tell us. One time you hear that oh, he's evangelizing, speaking to a woman, they went to meet him. But most of the time you discover that he was praying. And he prayed both alone and sometimes with his disciples. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. He prayed all night. He prayed early, early morning. So at dawn or all night, he was praying. Hallelujah. Let's go to Luke 6.
Are you there? Right, Luke 6 verse 12. It says, and it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. Do you see that? Bible says, came to pass in those days, he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. He went to a mountain to pray. Why did he go to a mountain to pray? The focus was on solitude. That is why today, it may not necessarily be compulsory that you have to go to mountains to pray. Praise the Lord. It's not compulsory. Can you go to mountains and pray? You can go to mountains and pray. I've been to mountains and I've prayed. I've been, I've been there several times. I started going there when I was in high school. Going for kids. I and a few of my friends, about two other guys, we'll go, we go, went to Atria Mountains. We climbed it. It's not a small thing. And we'll be there. We'll fast and we'll pray. So we did some days of fasting. While there, we broke it with bananas. It wasn't a joke at all. When you wake up, I don't to pray. If you move too far from your brother, you won't see him again. Because the mist is so strong. Because we are the we are at the top of the mountain. You know, they have different floors and different uh, tiers. So, they have level 3, level 5, camp 5 or camp 3. They have di- different, different places. So, we went to the top. I mean, it's, it's, it is very energy draining when you are climbing. So, we went there, climbed. And we found a place to camp. No comfort. Your goal is not comfort. Your hunger for God is what is taking you there. Amen. So, I've been to the mountains to pray. But the focus over here was that Jesus Christ needed solitude. And so, the mountain could give him the solitude. Because the people were not there at that time. His disciples were not there at that time. He wanted the solitude. And the Bible says, he prayed all night. So, all night didn't begin in 21st century. All night began with Jesus Christ. I hear what I'm saying. I hear what I'm saying. All night began with who? With Jesus Christ. And you must learn that. Personal all night. Learn to have it. I hear what I'm saying. Personal all night. Maybe you feel like, oh, I can't pray the whole six hours or seven hours. So pray two or three hours. Read the Bible a bit. Watch some messages. Continue again. Spend the night with God. Amen. Mark 1 verse 35. Let's go there. Are you there? Mark 1 verse 35. It says, And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. Again, you see the focus here. He rose up a great while before day, which could have been dawn. Could have been any time, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Praise God. A great while before day. 
and went into a solitary place. He didn't go to the mountain. You see, if there was something special about the mountain, that's the only place he would have prayed. But the focus was on a solitary place, a place where there wouldn't be distractions. In those days, there were no mobile phones. So nobody will call you. There's no phone for anybody to call you. So the best way to avoid distraction and to be alone is to just move to a solitary place. Are you getting me? And it tells us something. That when you want to pray and you want to have time with God, you need to learn to put your phone on silent and turn the face down. So that you don't see that somebody's calling. Then as you are praying, you pick up, hello? No. <laughs> Praise God. And another thing is that when you learn to pray like this, all night and early at dawn, Hardly will people even call you as well. Because around that time, who is calling you? See, or your girlfriend is calling at that time. No, tell her to sleep. <laughs> Praise God. On that. Amen. Or she, she will join you in the prayer. Those are the two options. But you are not going to stop and talk to her. So, if you ever do pick, you must ask her two options. That and I join in Praise the Lord. So he departed to a solitary place and there prayed. The focus was on solitude. You need that solitude. Growing spiritually, building a relationship with God is not difficult. It just requires the investment of time. The same way you require it and you desire it in any relationship you want to build. Think of it like and the, the normal relationships that you you know, some of you get involved in. Amen. You have to invest time. <laughs> Somebody is smiling. Glory to God. So you take the boy out to chill. You take the girl out to chill. But you don't take God out to chill. How you take God out to chill? Spend some days alone with him fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's your outing with God. Amen. Or spend some time. Read books. Study the word. Pray. Hallelujah. So, he departed a great while before day. Rise up a great while before day and departed into a solitary place and there he prayed. Amen. So, he prayed alone as we have seen and he also prayed with his team. Luke 9 verse 28. It tells us that when he was there, he called, you know, certain disciples to follow him to go and pray. Hallelujah. Yes, and it is very interesting that sometimes the ones he called them to go and pray with him, they ended up sleeping. How will I call you that let's go and pray and then you end up sleeping? Probably because I have prayed and I'm not stopping. So when you are done with your one hour, and you're two hours, you probably started sleeping. I had a brother, and we used to pray together. And then I never knew this, that this was what was going through his mind. So one day, some other brothers that were around, and we, you know, um, were discussing stuff, and we spoke and spoke. And then he said that, Yeah, Charlie, me, I can't discover, say, Prof, dear, you don't have the prayer, you pray, Umfini, Charlie, just left, just left from bed. 
because most of the time when we'll be praying would pray 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 i'm not stopping then by the time i realize this guy is sleeping and he said he convinced himself that no if he says he will follow me <laughs> so he said charlie yeah probably yeah, you don't have the prayer you pray home finish charlie just you know just talk with god just you just relax because you say you go follow him and so that was the day i found out that that's how i was thinking because our friends were there and some of them were laughing we're like, Charlie, you pray home for me. Are you left? Oh, left, left arm for there. <laughs> because I will not be done at that time. One day I was praying with a brother. He's a great, you know, doing great today in ministry. Young man of God. Great ministry. And we're praying, we prayed, prayed, prayed. He called me that, oh, he wants us to pray about some things. <laughs> He called me that way. He wants us to pray about some things like. I said, oh, no problem. I'm home. Come. <laughs> I'm home. Come. Let's pray. We started praying. We prayed. We prayed, 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 prayed. He brought prayer topic one or two, then we'll pray. Ah, we'll pray, 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 pray. So uh, go to a point. It was like he wanted it was. I think he said it once or twice, but I was not hearing. <laughs> so he just found a way to touch me and Jesus' name. <laughs> Praise God. And then he said, Yeah. And I said, Oh, oh yes, sir. A great man of God, I told his name that you'd be surprised. Praise God. Yeah. So, if the disciples slept, I'm sure Jesus Christ was like, was like that. Hey, Master Afro, Rabbi Afro, Rabbi, Rabbi, see Uncle Bompayo. Because they used to call him Rabbi or Rabbi. Rabbi, see Uncle Bompayo. I want to Rabbi Uncle Bompayo. Hey, Umo <laughs> Praise the Lord. You see. So, some of them ended up sleeping. Why? Because he didn't stop praying. And you see, it's not that. Oh, some of us were born with born from mother's womb with a, a gift to pray. Not necessarily. You see, it's an understanding and a recognition of your need. You see, I pray often and I seek, you know, to pray every day because I understand my need of God. That's the first thing. You see, I understand my need of the Holy Spirit. And I practice, I, practice, I practice for a long time to the point where if a day goes by and I have not prayed, I feel like I'm getting sick. I feel like I want to vomit. I feel very uneasy. Number two, it is also because prayer is not easy. Prayer is involving. Prayer can be difficult. So when you get the opportunity to pray, Pray as if that's your last time you're going to pray. Amen. And culture yourself. You see, the, the, the fire of prayer you have, don't let it go down. If you let it go down, bringing it up again will be, can be difficult. So don't let the fire go down. I hear what I'm saying. Don't let... A thousand and one things will, will, have, will come your way. Many of them are targeted at destroying your prayer life. Because that's one thing that the enemy is afraid of. 
That's one thing the enemy always wants to break con- connection with. If you can break your connection, your consistent connection with the spirit realm with God, it will be easier for him. You see, Jesus Christ was the word made flesh, yet he prayed more than any man in his, ent- in his day. I get what I'm saying. Very important. Very important. So pray. When you are praying, you realize that, hey, you have bought two hours, you are, boy, you are feeling tired. Kick yourself back, say, Master, you have to pray. I hear what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, I'm not saying you filter. You filter, but push yourself and pray. Pray any way you know how. Anyhow you can pray. Pray. Hallelujah. At a particular point, if you realize sitting down, to help you to keep on praying. Sit down and pray. Just don't make sure. Just make sure you don't sleep. Amen. Yeah. God has for that. I remember some time back, I was training some guys, and <laughs> we used to pray in the park. So we'll pray, 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 pray. Then sometimes when there's a move of the spirit, <laughs> and then maybe I touch somebody, or maybe the move of the spirit is strong. And this particular guy, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> And then you fall down. Ah. <laughs> That's all. You, you will not see him again. The time we are waking him up is when we are finished the all night. <laughs> because he has studied me. Ah, I no. <laughs> and the interesting thing is, <laughs> the interesting thing is that his house is where we used to go and call him and pray. His house is not far from the park, so he can't escape. So always, I'm calling. <laughs> oh, I'll cry <laughs> When I'm coming, I'm sure he's saying, "My yeah, I Praise God. But today he's he's he, he's handling a major responsibility in the church of, in the apostolic church. You see, young guy, but they they are putting so much responsibility over him, you know, for him. Where did they come from? The disciplines. Through past prayer. Glory to God. Amen. So, pray. We pray. Second number two, we pray because Jesus was a man of prayer and Jesus prayed. Hallelujah. Number three, we must pray to avert or be delivered from satanic assault. In the model or manner of prayer Jesus Christ gave, which some have called the Lord's Prayer, which actually isn't. It's a model or a manner of the prayer. In it, he gave a a line which included, deliver us from evil. Praise God. Let's look at that quickly. Matthew chapter 6. Praise the Lord. Are you there? Matthew 6 verse 9. Matthew 6 verse 9. After this manner therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. Now, 
let's start again from verse 9. I want to show you something. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So the first portion of prayer is reverencing God, acknowledging God, thanking God. Amen? Amen. Then the second one says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. Then it says, give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Verse 13, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Are you with me? Now that statement in that manner of prayer included that one of the reasons why we pray is so that we will avert or be delivered from satanic assault. Praise the Lord. It's one of the major reasons why we pray. And in fact, in John 17, which is where the actual Lord's prayer is, again, he prayed that the believers, that his people, would be kept from the evil one. I hear what I'm saying. So we pray also to avert and also to be delivered from satanic assault. Glory to Jesus. Sometimes your prayer may not stop a particular satanic assault, but it will keep you standing when the assault is passed. And when the storm passes, you'll be glorified. I hear what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. Romans 15. Verse 30. Are you there? Romans 15 verse 30. Hallelujah. Are you there? It says, Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake, and for the love of the Spirit, that ye strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. He says that ye strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. Verse 31. That I may be delivered... From them that do not believe in Judea, and that my service which I have for Jerusalem might be accepted of the saints. Hallelujah. So he says that strive to God in your prayers for me. For what? For deliverance. Are you getting this? For what? Deliverance. That I may be delivered from those who don't believe. Why? Because there were wicked men in those areas. He says, pray that I'll be delivered from their wickedness. And of course, the enemy is behind that. Amen. Acts 12, Bible says that the church prayed without ceasing. And that was how the deliverance of Peter happened from the prison. Very interesting. They prayed. You know, in Peter's deliverance from the, from the prison, an angel went to fetch Peter out. True or false? But the, the reality is also that it was a prayer that fetched the angel. Are you seeing this? The angel went to take Peter, but prayer, prayers of the church, is what fetched the angels. If you would pray, there are angels that will move on your behalf, and there are things that you are going to see. Glory to God. Number four, we pray. The Bible says, pray lest he enter into temptation. Without prayer, temptations will grow. And temptations are more than um, falling into weaknesses or, 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 or mistakes or sins. Temptations can be huge reasons to give up. Huge reasons to go the wrong way, opposite the way that God wants you to go. 
temptations. Very big, logical, I mean, it's in your face. And it's trying to move you out of the will of God. Temptation is primarily a push of the adversary to take you out of the will of God. I hear what I'm saying. And so the temptations that you see in the Bible, most of them are not connected to some of the things we call temptation today. You went to a party, or you went to church, or you went somewhere, you saw a lady wearing something red, and said, hey, temptation, Barney, temptation. That, that, that thing. <laughs> In the scriptures, some of the things that the Bible calls temptations were heavy things. You see, like whether Abraham is going to accept to offer Isaac or not. Like whether, like whether Peter is going to deny Jesus or not. Heavy stuff. Things that have the power to determine the rest of your life. Based on their current occurrences. So if you do not become somebody who learns to close your eyes to situations. Or close your eyes to what you are seeing physically. And rather open them in prayer. You may end up making decisions based on what you were seeing. And in the end you may be out of the will of God. Don't you? Okay. So, next time you wait for a particular kind of service, then we add it. Amen. But then, since it's come up, let me just explain this. Temptations, another word for it can also be um, a trial. Okay, let's, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me just explain using her words. Temptation and test. Tests, right, are meant for your promotion. Are you getting me? Tests come after you have been taught something. Like you go to school, you are taught this, and then you have to write a test called an exam so you can be promoted to the next level. So every time tests come away from God, they are for us to be promoted to our next level. I hear what I'm saying. That is why when Jesus Christ passed his test. Bible says he was exalted. I hear what I'm saying. When Abraham passed his test, God said, now I know. What happened again? Exaltation. Amen. Now, temptations are from the adversary to look for a way to magnify your weakness or to prevent you from you know advancing i hear what i'm saying so the enemy provides many temptations which are meant to cause setbacks for you i get what i'm saying they are meant to keep you in a place that you are not supposed to be they are meant to tie you down but every time god's test comes they come because you are about to move to a next level. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You are about to progress to a greater level. And Bible says God never allows any 
such test that is above your capacity. Praise God. So any test that will come from God, you have the capacity to overcome it. I hear what I'm saying. So, when you go to the book of James, it says, count it all joy when you go through diverse trials. Other versions say tests. Knowing that the trial of your faith, right, worketh patience. And let patience have a full work so that you may be complete and um, perfect, lacking nothing. Hallelujah. In the book of Peter, it talks about your faith being uh, uh, more precious than gold. When it is tried, will come forth, you know, excellent. Will come forth perfect. Another thing is that anybody who has not been tested, they cannot be trusted. You see, so before God can trust you with certain levels of power and authority, there will have to be tests. This is from Genesis Revelation. Nobody escapes it. Are you following? Nobody escapes it. So there are things that God will want to entrust. But before they are entrusted, you have to be proved. You see? You've got to be proved. What did Jesus say? He said that he that is faithful in little will be faithful in much. But how do we know that this person will be faithful in little? We test him. So in the parable of the talents, he gave five, he gave two, he gave one. When he came back and those who had multiplied the earth had done it, he gave them more. Why didn't he give them the more in the first, you know, the first test? Because that one was a test. Are you getting me? If the more was already there, which it was, but he still gave them little, then it was to test their faithfulness to the little. Glory to God. Are you following? So the adversary is looking for always ways to keep you back, hold you back, keep you in a place you're supposed to be. Are you with me? Jesus Christ told Peter, he said that, Peter, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. So when Satan is coming for a man, he's bringing temptation, he's bringing, you know, a, a trial, a negativity. He's coming to try to save such a person. This is not God. Are you following? The Jesus Christ didn't say, God had desired to test you so he can promote you. No, he said Satan. Are you following? So, Later on in the garden, he told them, pray, lest you enter into temptation or you are overtaken by temptation. Because the adversary keeps on looking for ways to plant pit, you know, pitfalls and potholes for men. All those are temptations. Are you following this? But God tests for promotion. Are you with me? He proves you for promotion. And many times, the tests that come from God are not to show him necessarily what you are or what's in you. Many times it's to reveal you to yourself. You see? It's to reveal your content to yourself. Then you know, I have to work on this or work on that. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. I hope that blessed you. Right. Number five, we are commanded to pray. The fifth reason we pray, we are commanded to pray. Colossians 4 verse 12. Philippians 4 verse 6, James 5 from verse 10 to 16, Hebrews 4 16, we are commanded to pray. So prayer is a command. Because of time, I'm speeding through a bit. Amen. Number 6, 
pray because life is spiritual. We pray because life is spiritual. Ephesians 6 verse 12. It says, for you rest not against flesh and blood. Hallelujah. Not against what? Flesh and blood. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4. It says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Carnal means fleshly or man-made or physical. Are you seeing that? So he says that the weapons of our warfare. So he mentions that we have a what? A warfare as believers. And then he says our weapons, the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. In other words, they are not physical. So life is spiritual. And Ephesians 6 verse 12, he uses an interesting word. He says wrestle. He didn't say we box. Why? Because in boxing, there are rules. And in boxing, you don't hit below the belt. Praise God. Yeah. In boxing, you don't hit below the belt. But wrestling, no rules. Anywhere you can hit. You can carry chair. You can carry table. In wrestling, no rules. And he didn't say for we box not against flesh. He said we wrestle not. That is so. It means that in this kind of warfare, anything goes so. Whether chair, table. That's why sometimes... People are expecting, that's why I always find it funny people say that, oh, but me nyef you, me me nkao, we had na, but me nyef boni, so why is this happening to me? My dear, the scriptures say we wrestle not. There are no measures or rules. I get what I'm saying. And then he told us that we have an authority and a power that we must enforce. Are you with me? We must enforce it. You can find more inspiring, uplifting, spirit-filled sermons and teachings at Christ Boy Ministries on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on every other podcast platforms. Help reach the lost by sharing links to the messages with your family, friends, and on your personal social platforms. God bless you.